Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, for the final time this year, cook your bookie, 610 Sports Radio, 610 Sports dot com and all over the world on the odyssey app that good looking gentleman across from me that's julio sanchez i'm the sports machine sean levine well julio the super bowl odds are out for next year so we can talk about that but since it's a betting show what do you bet happens this offseason with the kansas city chiefs because Something's got to give, man. I don't think that there were a lot of holes for this team. Obviously, they won a lot of football games against everybody, not called the Bengals the second half of the season. The Tyron Matthew news comes out. Frank Clark, you got to mess around with the contract a little bit. It feels like on the defensive side of the ball, I bet things are going to look pretty different heading into next season. Especially the uh, that defensive line. I think that uh, they are ripe for an overhaul. Yeah, with Frank Clark, it's interesting because – so you can cut him, but you essentially cost yourself some money. Or you can restructure if he's willing to stay here. If. And the whole part about restructuring is most of the time that would come with additional years, and the Chiefs don't really want to do that. So it's a it's a weird set of circumstances because has the guy played up to his contract? Absolutely not. Do you want to pay dead weight? No, not necessarily. In the case of Tyron Matthew, man, until that tweet came out on Monday, somewhat cryptic, kind of, in past tense, like, it was good to be here. I appreciate y'all, the fan base and the time and all of that. He wants to get paid, and I believe he deserves to get paid, but he's also, how old is Tyron Matthew now, 30? Is that right, 31? He's on that side of 30, and once you get on that side of 30, it's tough to still be considered the elite safety, whatever he's considered, cornerback, linebacker in the NFL. Here's the thing about Tyron Matthew. You can look at the numbers, right? You can look at all the tangibles or intangibles, It's more than that. Like, if you think about what he meant when he came to the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball, they went from being the laughing stock, they went from being so bad that they essentially probably couldn't win a Super Bowl without him, to all of a sudden being credible, going to and winning a Super Bowl, going back to another one. And then when he was healthy for most of the season, I thought that he was good. Was he great? Is he still the guy that, you know... You're willing to pay blank number of dollars to make him the highest paid safety in the NFL. I don't think so. So I can tell you this much. I bet in the draft, I'm trying to say the word bet as much as I can since it is a gambling show here on 610 Sports Radio. I bet what they're going to end up doing is spending draft picks early and often on that side of the ball. Like every now and again, you'll see a team spend two of their first three picks or three of their first four picks on a certain position or on a certain line. Kind of like the Chiefs did with the offensive line this last draft. Now, do I think they're going to be able to have that type of success where they found a couple of starters, a couple of really good starters, an all-pro? 
Probably not. Do I think that it's necessary to try to find guys on the defensive line to try to find a pass rush? Yeah. Yeah, you better go out and do that because, quite frankly, I think that part of the reason, ultimately, Julio, that not only the Chiefs lost that game, but Cincinnati is going to continue to be a problem is because with Joe Burrow, he's a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, where I wouldn't necessarily call him a running quarterback, but I would say that he's so good at avoiding the sack in the pocket that that's probably what he does best, if that makes any sense. Like, there are guys like Lamar Jackson and Mike Vick and those type of cats that are strictly running quarterbacks. And there's a guy like Patrick Mahomes that is able to escape the rush. And I don't know about you, brother, but when I watch Joe Burrow, especially when he escaped for those three straight first downs on the ground, it looked a lot like Patrick Mahomes the week before against Buffalo, where it's like, look, this guy's definitely not what I would call a running quarterback, but if his ass needs to, he can get in gear. Oh, that that's exactly I, I I don't know, man. I I don't really know what to think to, if we're being honest. Still not ready to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no, this is still too soon for it me. It is still pretty crazy to think about now that we're how many days removed are we from that happening? One, two, three. Not enough. I mean at some not, point not enough. It's at some point you're gonna have to get over it. You're gonna have to face the facts that that loss, when you look back on it in a couple of weeks, in a couple of months. Well, when I say a couple of weeks, are you planning on watching the Super Bowl? I mean, I, I won't. It's not like I'm going to go to a Super Bowl party or doing. It's like, I mean, it, it, here's what I related to. It's like, it's like the NCAA tournament. Like, especially being a KU fan. Uh, yeah, once yes, your team's done, you're once cool. You, once, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just checked out. Like, I'll, I'll check in here, in here and there, kind of keep tabs on it. But I've got other things to do. You man. know what they, you know, you know where I come from. You know what they call that, Julio? They call it spoiled. Like if you if you compare it to being your, your KU fandom, oh, I thought we were going to win the national championship and we got knocked out in the Elite Eight. I stopped caring. Oh, I thought we were going to go back to the Super Bowl for the third straight year after going to the fourth straight AFC Championship game at the crib and we lost in overtime. So I'm not watching anymore. Now, to be fair, that's me too. Like I can't. I'm. I can't. I'd say that's probably the majority of people, right? I mean, when your team's not in it, you just you just naturally don't have as much. Of a, ven- a vested interest. It's in not it. that. It's you know not. What I mean? like, it's not. It's not because your team's not in it. Because I've watched plenty of Chiefs teams that had no chance. That I was still super excited for the Super Bowl. It's when you thought your team was actually had a shot, an actual shot to take not, it. Had an actual shot. You're not going deep enough. Had the best shot. Was had likely best, to. Yes. I mean, yes. was up big. Like was you were there, bro. You were there. Yeah. It was. So yeah, that's. I think I agree with you. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten on the text line. How many are, are you gonna? Are you guys planning on watching the Super Bowl? No, I mean I, I will probably have it on TV just to say background like, noise, as a background noise. But I'm not, I'm not having a party. I'm not going to a party. I will be doing other things than watching a, the Super Bowl. I do a show. Um, I do a show on the BetQL network, and my boss over there texted me earlier, and he's like, "Hey man, uh, I hope I've gave you enough time now that the Chiefs lost." But I was just wondering if. Uh, during the Super Bowl, you'd be interested in hosting a show. And normally, did you say hell yeah? Yes, because well, I would have. Normally, I'd <laughs> be yeah. like, normally I'd be like, that is so offensive. Like this guy's offering me the worst shift in sports radio. This guy's offering me to go against the Super Bowl on the radio, just talking about something else. It's not the Super Bowl. Like, and then I thought. Oh, absolutely. I texted him back. I'm like, yeah, man, that's exactly what I need. That would be my therapy. I'm there. I have no interest in the Super Bowl. That being said, the Super Bowl odds are out for next year. And guess who the favorite is? If you guess the Kansas City Chiefs. You'd be correct. (laughs) 
It might be too <laughs> soon to talk about it, but you'll be correct. I'm going to give you all the odds because so I think that most people would expect the Chiefs. Who else do you think, Julio? Like, give me a couple other teams that you think are in the top five. We're going to go over this in the next segment, but just off the tip of your tongue, top of your brain, who else do you think would have top five odds to win next year's Super Bowl? Uh, obviously, probably the, the two teams still in it, right? So the, the Rams so and, the Rams, and Cincinnati. So the Rams. Got to go Bills. The Rams are in it. The Bills are up there. All those teams. Cincinnati, no. No. They think Cincinnati's like a one and done. When I say they, I mean Las Vegas. Bro, you know who? It's cor- got to be stupid Dallas. Like, something yes! stupid like that, man. Which Dallas. is ridiculous. <laughs> Why? Why do we do this to ourselves every year? I don't know. Why? And then another team that I saw, and I'll give you all the odds. Chargers of the of the NFC. You know who else had like the um I want to say it was the seventh best odds win the Super Bowl, the Denver Broncos. They don't even have a quarterback. Dude, that's what I'm saying. What are we talking? What are we doing here? I don't know. Well, maybe I think that the public, Las Vegas, assumes that the Broncos are going they to are end. They're the, the favorite for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. And I think that ultimately yeah, yeah, that's probably. They're hedging their bets with that probably, right? Well, now that Nathaniel, easier for me to say, Nathaniel Hackett is their head coach. By the way, his name is Nate Hackett. And the reason I know is because he went to my damn high school. And let me tell you a story. You bros? About, are you bros? We're not bros, but my older, sister, my older sister Jillian and Nate Hackett once went, they didn't go to a school dance together, but you know how you like go over to somebody's house ahead of time to take the pictures? Yes. My sister and her date went over to Nate Hackett's house because his dad, Paul Hackett, at the time was offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. So Thank she you. did go to the crib and then they all went out to like Peppercorn Duck Club or some nice place that doesn't exist anymore downtown. But yeah, and Nate Hackett played on the Blue Vine Northwest football team. By the way, if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. This is back when he was Nate Hackett, before he was professional Nathaniel Hackett. Did not know he had ties to Kansas City like that. Yeah, he went to Blue Vine Northwest. He was class of uh, 1990, whatever, 99 or 90, whatever the hell my sister was. And uh, at the school assembly in front of everybody, Hackett played on the football team, but because like his dad was Paul Hackett, but he didn't really get too much playing time. He was the like uh, the pump me up guy, right? He was like the flavor flavor the the team. guy, and he was a funny dude. And I remember everybody came in, burr, burr, burr. the whole football team came across, right? Did their thing, and then once they were done walking across the basketball court at the assembly, Nate Hackett came in, and I don't remember. He wore number double zero, number ninety nine. I don't remember which one it is, and he did the worm all the way across the gymnasium. Was it? Was it? What position did he play? The, the, he just from a visual warmer. aspect, he, play, he played. If we were kicking your ass, he'd come in for a couple of minutes. To, oh yeah, but was he like a big guy, or he was, was he like no, a small no, guy? not like a no, big like enough. It, was he a lineman doing the worm? Otherwise, he was just lineman ish. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Now you respect it, dude. He did the worm all the way across the gymnasium floor. Now he's the NFL head coach for the Denver Broncos. You're not impressed by that story? I am very impressed by this. I mean, yes, I am. Very, what else did he have to do? This, no, I will give you that. Goodness, I'm bro, I'm You're a tough sell. I know. Coming up next, the official Super Bowl odds are out. The Chiefs are the favorites. All these other odds, I don't know what they're talking about, but I'll tell them. I'll tell you what they are next. Julio Sanchez in the Sports Machine. Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Here's the thing. Uh... <clears throat> I love to bet, probably a little bit too much, but then sometimes you've got nights like this, or hell, days and nights like this, where you put a couple of bets down, whatever it is, college basketball, NBA, and you think you got good information because they call you the sports machine, cheesy-ass nickname, but, and then you've got a loss that just makes you literally want to never bet again, so. Do tell. Earlier today, I had, and I just showed you this, Julio, for proof. 
that I'm not making this up. It's literally the worst gambling loss I've ever had. So I had the unders on the Southeast Missouri State-Tennessee Martin game. And you'd be like, well, why would you bet on the unders on that? No particular reason. Just had the unders on it. And the second half of the parlay was, I had, and the number was 151. So that game ended, the total was 147. It wasn't even a very close game. So four points in that context, like it wasn't even that close. I won that one pretty comfortably. The other game had to also be under 151. Why don't you Google and see what happened in that uh, Kennesaw State-Eastern Kentucky game earlier today. And then I'll, uh, I'll give the Super Bowl odds and I'll talk for a little while. And then you just cut me off whenever you find out. Because here's what happened. I needed to have the score go under 151. And the Kennesaw State Eastern Kentucky game, uh, my fifty dollar bet on that parlay would have gave me back about one hundred and seventy five. Why don't you tell you find you figured what, out there, buddy? What was uh, what was it? What was it supposed to be? One fifty one was the was the over under. That uh, that didn't happen. Was what was the final score? That would be eighty one to uh, to eighty two. So did uh, it mention um, how many overtimes they played? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That would, uh, that would be three overtimes. And, uh, that was a total of one sixty three. Yeah, dude. The game three went to, over, bro. The game overtime. went to overtime. I had 40 points. The game went to double overtime. I had 20 points. The game went to triple overtime. I still could have won and it went over. Like it just makes me just absolutely disgusted. Like, I don't know. Nobody else cares, but it, I, don't you wish college basketball games could end in a in a, in a tie now? Shut up. That's a that's a. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is, uh, Thank you. Yeah, for I'm that. laughing at you. By the way. Thank you. For, I'm yeah, sorry. No, I'm man. glad. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ha, 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 that's I, you know, I'm trying to make you cheer up a little. Yeah, it's great. Sorry. No, sorry it's awesome. That. Um, so the Super Bowl <laughs> odds are out. That's cool too. For next year, Chiefs are seven to one. That sounds familiar. If you guys are ready to talk about it, Buffalo is also seven to one. The Rams are 12 to 1. Then Julio mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's also what I needed, Julio. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, the Cowboys are tw- the Cowboys are 12. You're pissing me off. The Cowboys are 12 to 1. <laughs> that is weird. That, that is weird that the, the Chiefs are 7 to 1. Doesn't that mean the Cowboys should be 70 to 1? They did say they're not going to fire Mike McCarthy, right? I, I don't. You know, it, it's America's team. What do you expect? Would you say the biggest theme of this show is at some point, like the one common denominator is that every single, what week is this now? 18, 20, whatever the hell it is that I've mentioned how much Mike McCarthy sucks. And then once the playoffs came around, that was like a main talking point. What a bum. What a bum. How many times have the uh, Chargers, how many times are they supposed to win the uh, AFC West? Right. Right. That oh, let me see what their odds are. Yeah. Um, let me think here. Uh, they didn't 20, the 20, this year. 24 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Um, Tampa Bay is an interesting one. Where do you think Jimmy Garoppolo ends up? <laughs> in Tampa. You think well, he, goes there? he goes to Tampa? He, I, th- I bet he does. <laughs> it, honestly, it probably makes the most sense. because So the quarterback carousel, you got to, I would bet that Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver. And then they'll go with uh, See, I don't know. Buddy Love at quarterback. I think I think Aaron Rodgers will go maybe Buddy like somewhere like, like Tennessee or something like that. I don't think Tennessee gets rid of Tannehill. They they've got him uh, locked up. They, they, man, from everything I've seen and read, uh, I mean, I'm not saying if you can Tannehill get Aaron Rodgers, you hold on to Ryan Tannehill. And I think that Rodgers goes to Denver. I think that another interesting one is is Indy satisfied with Carson Wentz or do they? No, think- they they are. So they're good on him. 
I know. I, I, yes, they are, I think, but not that they want to be. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, it's they, kind of like the Bengals and Andy Dalton for years. Yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of stuck in mediocrity. Yeah. You're, you're stuck. Cheese with Alex Smith or Trent Green or Steve Bono I, I or could Dave see Craig. Garoppolo or, going to maybe somewhere like Miami. You, you know, they've been trying to get rid of Tua for he stinks. a while. Tua does. He's awful. Yeah. So. Jimmy's better than Tua. I'll give you that. I wonder if they could work something out. But there is going to be a bunch of. So there's going to be a couple of quarterbacks getting their first crack. Like you got to imagine, um, old boy in San Francisco is going to get his shot, and then Chicago, Chicago, right? Fields is going to get his crack, and then there's probably going to be. See, there's. It's not like a. It's not a draft rich quarterback draft. Uh, yeah, it's not the not same a strong class. Not a strong class at the top necessarily. The same way that it's been the last couple of years. Although, if you look back at last year, how good really was it? Like. The first two picks of the draft kind of suck with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. The problem is during year one, as long as you see some sort of improvement, that's all you really need. Like you don't need great stats or anything like that. You just need marked improvement. You just need a reason to look at the quarterback and say, you know what? This guy looks like for the next couple of years, like Justin Herbert, for example. Well, he was pretty damn good. Actually, right out the gates. I'm trying to think of a guy that Baker Mayfield. Now he's not good now, but my point is that his rookie year, he was good enough where you were like, all right, we might have something to give you some sort of an excitement. When it comes to Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville, when it comes to Zach Wilson with the Jets, every now and again, you end up drafting a Daniel Jones with the Giants. You never end up winning football games. You set yourself back four years. I don't really know why their teams are committed to quarterbacks like that. What I've always said is try to find your quarterback, and if you draft him and you don't find him, don't wait any more than two or three years. Then go at it again. Like, do not. But but you do you you understand? There's an underlying theme behind behind the the uh, three teams that you just named, right? They all, all are rotten from the top up. Yeah, they are just terrible, terribly functioning organizations. No doubt. From the top down. No doubt, but I'm talking more to get the, the guy, to get the guy that changes everything. But I, but so my I guess my point is the, maybe like a Trevor Lawrence could be the guy, but because of the parts that surround him, he's never he's never going to be one of those top tier guys because he's never going to reach his full potential. You gotta wonder because he's got crap around him. You gotta wonder how organizations how many quarterbacks have been ruined by organizations. Well, if you think of just the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars in our lifetime, or not even say our lifetime, let's say since the year 2000, they've had a combined, let me look here, when it comes to starting quarterbacks, two teams. So just to put in some context, like the Pittsburgh Steelers have had two quarterbacks in that time. The Browns have had 33 different starting quarterbacks, and Jacksonville's had 29. So, I mean, yeah, it's... (laughs) If every year you've and, got... And they're drafting towards the top every oh yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Every year. I don't know how... We're lucky here in Kansas City with the Chiefs. Obviously, been really spoiled the last few years. But even when they're down, right? Even when they're not the Super Bowl favorites or have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and all that stuff, you never... I suppose except for that one year, the Romeo Cornell year, that just everything went south. Worst record. Obviously, we know what happened in the parking lot. Like, it literally couldn't have gone any worse on and off the field. I can't really remember another season like that where I just felt at the beginning of the year that she's had no chance to make the playoffs. They got halfway through. It was like, oh, they've already buried themselves. There's nothing to talk about. You know, it just keeps getting worse. In the case of Jacksonville, in the case of Cleveland, and look, that brings us around to Cincinnati. 
That's what makes what they're doing right now all the more impressive because, honestly, if we started naming, Julio, the crappiest organizations in the NFL in our lifetime, probably start with Cleveland, right? Probably got to start with Cleveland. Yep. Jacksonville has never done crap. I think they've been to one AFC championship game. That was the second year of their existence with Mark Brunel. They beat the Broncos somehow. And besides that, they've been absolute trash. The Jets, but they were okay for a minute a couple of separate times, right? Like Vinny Testaverde and like uh, Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez. They were never great, but they were okay for a minute. Bro, the Bengals might be worse than all of them. The Bengals as an organization might be worse than all of them. And what's crazy to think is they've had some okay quarterbacks. Like John Kitna didn't suck. And we mentioned Andy Dalton. He didn't suck. And Carson Palmer didn't suck. And certainly now they've got the dude, Joe Burrow, but... You want to talk about an unlikely team to find themselves in the Super Bowl. They are an ex- I feel like they are an exception to the rule. Like, yes, this happened to work out for them. So what they do? It, it has not happened. It has not worked out for them. They threw the crap against the wall and it stuck for the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. Yes. Because with yes. Joe Burrow, when they drafted they drafted the right quarterback and they now have the right pieces around around him. I think if most people would have asked you though, coming out of college, who's a safer bet? to be a superstar two, three, four years, hell, one year into their NFL careers, and it was between Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, I think almost everybody that does it for a job, the scouts, those people, would have said Trevor Lawrence is that See, guy. I, I would have said Joe Burrow. I would have said Joe Burrow. Based on? I mean, I mean, the, the Bengals, while they haven't, the Jaguars are just, like, the Bengals haven't been that great, but they have been competitive. It, you know, with, with Marvin Lewis, Pull up his all those numbers. Marvin Lewis years. I mean, they were competitive. They, they never, they never did anything in the playoffs. They might make it there on occasion, but they were at least competitive, a competitive organization. Oh, when they had the TJ Jaguars, Mama? Yeah. Hushmanzada. That's such a fun name to say, but, the, but the Jaguars have just been, I mean, they've been the bottom of the pile for how many years now with. Yeah. Remember when they I were, see the remember they were kind of good, like five years ago or Mahomes. Before I think it was five years ago now, when Jacksonville was Saxonville, remember that? Hey, pull up Burrow's numbers real quick. Just Google Burrow rookie season because I feel like a lot of these guys stub their toe at some point, unless you're the greatest of the great. Like Patrick Mahomes, he obviously had an MVP season right out the gates, but when it comes to guys like Trevor Lawrence, when it comes to guys like Peyton Manning, when it comes to guys like um, hell, even Tom Brady, if you look at his numbers his first year, they don't really blow you away. I feel like Joe Burrow, ever since he got going, has just been right on NFL speed. Oh, uh, I mean, he he came into the league. What did he do his rookie year before he got hurt? Oh, let's see here. I'll wait all day if I have to for this well, information. You know, since we have such wonderful technology here, it, it moves so fast. All I'm saying is that he, now his team only won two games, and they went from two all the way to the Super Bowl, but it was not because of Joe Burrow. Burrow was able to do his thing. We'll get you the official stats from Joe Burrow's rookie year <laughs> on the other look. side. I'll give you the Super Bowl odds and and the final power rankings. You got to figure that it's some form or fashion. It'll be Rams, Bengals, Bengals, Rams, one and two. Finally. Oh, you got it? Finally. Well, now everybody's waiting for right it. So we'll make you, if you really want to know Joe Burrow's rookie <laughs> stats, coming up next right here, Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. As far as worst odds go to win the Super Bowl, 
the aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars, you can get them at 120 to 1. Oh, my bad. The Texans, you can get them at 180 to 1. They're a train wreck. Bro, they don't have a coach, a quarterback, a GM, a fan base, a defense. They don't know what the heck they're doing, man? The Jets, 150 to 1. Oh, you know who we gave not enough disrespect to is the Lions for being a terrible organization <laughs> yeah. in our lifetime. Yeah, does right? Like, doesn't that make you think? Like, when you really, really think think about it, those organizations that are just terrible from the top down are just consistently bad. The Lions are a whole different kind of bad now that Matthew Stafford's been oh, gone. They're, they're he's been gone for one year. Bottom of the barrel. He's been gone for one year, and they won the Super. Or they, they, their quarterback is probably going to go on to their favorites to win the Super Bowl. They had one of, if not the best, wide receiver of all time who retired early because he was just like, this organization sucks. They had the best, maybe the most talented running back, at least when it comes to the highlights, Barry Sanders. He did the same thing. He was like, this organization sucks. I got to get out of here and do something else or nothing, just not be here. Yeah, yeah. I, I re- My stance is now that the Lions are the worst organization of our lifetime. I would go Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, my. No, I would go Lions. <laughs> I would go. Clever. I would go Lions. Browns. Jags. Jets. Bengals. Now that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, like that's that's pretty impressive. Oh, speaking of the odds for the Bengals to win next year's Super Bowl, uh, Las Vegas is not a huge believer. They're seventeen to one. So here are the favorites: Kansas City seven to one, Buffalo seven to one, the Rams twelve to one, Cowboys twelve to one, San Francisco's fifteen to one, Packers are fifteen to one. Packers fifteen to one is way too high. Just, Agreed. Just considering that, um, you know, we don't know who their quarterback is going to be. Well, I guess we do, but we know it's probably not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Cincinnati seventeen to one, Baltimore seventeen to one, Tampa twenty to one, the Broncos twenty two to one. Same thing with Indy and the Chargers, Arizona. It feels like next year, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you better actually cash in. Now, Josh Allen isn't going anywhere. and But at some point, if you're as talented as they are, like that's a good thing about the Chiefs is they never win another Super Bowl. Not going, that doesn't happen. But if they never win another Super Bowl, we can at least look back to what happened a couple of years ago and say, hey, we had the parade. They had to come back in the Super Bowl and all those different things. So they cashed in. They won. Let's hope it's not the Atlanta Braves. For a decade where everybody knows they're the best and the most talented with the best coach, but they only cash in once because that would definitely be wildly underachieving. But I think that if you look at a lot of these other teams that are since the Chiefs have been the dominant team in the league for the last five years, I would say that's about the same time period that Buffalo has been coming on. They've never really done anything when it comes to the playoffs. I would say the same thing about Baltimore. They've never really done anything in the playoffs. I would say Dallas with Dak Prescott's about that same, same time frame. They've really done anything in the playoffs. I mean, honestly, since the Chiefs have been dominating the last five years, Aaron Rodgers with the Packers in the playoffs never really done anything. So it is kind of curious when you look at teams next year and the odds and the chances of getting back or repeating. By the way, did you see the Washington new team name, Julio? Garbage. No, they're not called the Washington Garbage. That oh, would have actually not the name? No, that would have been better. Um, the Commanders. Yeah. No? No, no. Doesn't do it for me. No? That sounds doesn't that sound like an like a like a arena football league team name or something like that? I feel like it, it was sound, an arena yeah, football team. I feel like team. it was. I feel like there was one that was here that was called we had the brigade. Have we ever had the commanders? Has there ever been a commanders? Either way, it's a stupid ass name. 
I mean, I understand commander in chief and DC and all that stuff, but do you necessarily have to keep everything like that? I mean, are the bears in Chicago because there's bears all over Chicago? Like, do you really have to do that? You couldn't have been the damn Washington. Why weren't they the warthogs? Like, what am I missing here? That's a sick name. It's a sick mascot. I don't know about the. No, war- listen, the listen, warthogs. no, listen. And you know how they're called the um. You know how they're called the hogs, like their cheering section and all that. Why aren't they called the warthogs? Because then you could still use that W. Let's sick. The logo's cool. Use that W logo. And there's no warthogs right now in the NFL. Uh, maybe warhogs. I don't know about warthogs. No, people don't like anything compared to war. I mean, the warhogs is kind of cool sounding too. Is that a the, thing? The warthogs. Is there a team called the warhogs? I, I, I have no. I'm idea. I'm going to rename my fantasy football team the Warhogs. I don't know what it is, but you it's know, catchy, it, right? It's no, catchy. I like warhogs. It sounds like when I was a kid. Now we're getting way off the track here. What the hell? It's the last yeah, show of the year. Yeah, um, Let's do it. Did you ever play with Barnyard Commandos as a kid? They were like uh, kind of knockoff GI Joes. Nine one three five seven six seven not. six ten. First of all, is anybody listening? Second of all, is does anybody <laughs> does anybody remember Barnyard Commandos? They were like they were little kids' toys back in the late eighties, early nineties, and they were sheep's versus rams. Anyway, Commanders Commandos. Who cares? Okay, fine. We'll move on, Bruce. Sorry, you already had your hour, buddy. <laughs> It was ahead of us. Thanks for drawing that crowd. I appreciate that, Bruce. Um, here's my uh, here's it really brings them out, out of the it really woodwork. does. It really does. Um, here's the final power rankings. Who you got any music over there? Or are you just gonna go acapella on me? Um, here's the final power rankings for the season. Now, of who who do we agree on this show, Julio? As a team, as Team Cook, your bookie is gonna win the Super Bowl. The Rams are like a four point favorite right now. Yeah, we'll go with the Rams. Go with the Rams. We'll go with the Rams. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're just going with the Rams because you don't want Cincinnati to win because you're still pissed. But that's, that's fine. True. So let's go. Rams one, Cincy two. I feel like that should have to do at the end of the year. The two teams that are in the Super Bowl have to be one and two, and then everything else can kind of fall in place. Now that the playoffs have played its way out, here's how I see the ten best teams in the NFL in 2022. At number ten, the New England Patriots. They had their moment, but again, once the playoffs came around. They got an old-fashioned, passionate ass-kicking. I mean, Buffalo took their shoes, coat, and they got their hat taken. In the words of Slim Shady. Number nine, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are last year's Pittsburgh Steelers. Get off to a really good start. People believe in you. And then you just fade, fade, fade away. Number eight, the Tennessee Titans. Julio talks a lot of smack on Ryan Tannehill, but I actually think he's pretty good. Number seven, San Francisco 49ers. I mean, maybe they get Ryan Tannehill. Maybe they figure out a swap where Tannehill ends up in, in San Francisco and Jimmy goes to Nashville. That sounded angry. Jimmy. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, number, where are we I like here? the first one better. The angry Jimmy? Yep. Uh, number six, Green Bay. I kind of thought the whole year that Green Bay was putting together a really good record, but they were going to fall they in the choke. playoffs. Like, they, yeah, I, I, they're like another Dallas Cowboys. Man. They really are. The whole NFC was like, yeah. dude, look who played the NFC championship Paper game. Tigers. Uh, number five, Tampa Bay. I don't want to say Tampa's that way because if Tampa would have ended up beating the Rams, Tampa was going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, ultimately. I, I agree. So I agree. Number four, Buffalo. I almost feel bad putting Buffalo behind Kansas City because, look, did they lose that game? Sure. Was it epic? Yeah. But now that we kind of know what both teams really were and the Chiefs aren't playing for the Super Bowl and all that stuff, that Chiefs, it took the Chiefs. I don't mind they were down early against Pittsburgh at home, but they were. So they were down in that game. They were down, obviously, in the in the Buffalo game, and then uh, had a crazy comeback, and then the Cincinnati game. I, I think that's that's what wrong 
right with Cincy? Did you say that's we, what went wrong, that's, right? That's what the what, hell are you talking what, about? What went wrong? We, 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 we came from behind in both games prior to that, right? Well, it's kind of been their MO in the playoffs. Right. Like, as a Chiefs fan, so, you don't really sweat when they get behind. Look, bro, when the Chiefs, when Patrick Mahomes. Problem is, we came out with the lead. We should have. Listen to this. The Chiefs had the ball, what, first and goal with a minute and a half left, and Tony Romo yeah. was talking about letting him score. And then Patrick Mahomes took one, not not one, but two sacks. After the second sack, he fumbled. After that, the Chiefs still got the ball back. Then their kicker, you know nobody's talked about. You know nobody's talked about because they weren't game-winning kicks, but they were just sent it to overtime as Harrison Bucker. You want to talk about somebody who was hella clutch in the postseason? I mean, the Chiefs don't beat Buffalo, and the Chiefs don't even go to overtime against Cincinnati if it's not for that guy literally making last-second field goals in both games. So Yeah, but it, also he missed a few. He missed yeah, fair enough. You, fair you know, enough. Against the Bills. No, I get you. I get you. Got to talk good. You got to talk bad. And it was definitely on both sides when it came to that. Guy. After that no, no, he did. Lie. He did. He did. But I mean, look. Even when the, my point is that all the crap that went wrong, all the things that happened, the Chiefs still had the ball. They fumbled. They got it back. They made the field goal. They won the coin toss. Like even after everything went bad, I mean, it's a gambling show. I'll tell you the truth, man. So. You can live bet. I bet on Bovada. And you can live bet. So during the game, they'll literally shift the odds. When Cincinnati came down the field, kicked a field goal to take the lead, and the Chiefs got the ball back with three minutes, was it? Two and change, whatever it was. The odds the Chiefs were going to win that game were even money. So I was like, what? All they got to do is come down the field Kick a field goal, send it into overtime, home field advantage, just like last week. Or come down, score a touchdown. And once they started marching down the field, once they got first and goal, once Romo was talking about all that stuff, man, I was I was spending that money, dog. I, it was done. I was like, that was the easiest bet I ever made until it wasn't. <laughs> until, until it wasn't, yeah. It's been a rough week. Yep. It's been a rough week. That's why the, they call it gambling. The, thank you for that. The account You're started welcome. off pretty good, but it's not anymore how it usually goes yeah um by the way to finish up this list my final 10 new england arizona tennessee san francisco green bay tampa bay buffalo kansas city cincinnati and the los angeles rams coming up next it's the final cook your bookie segment of the season we're going to talk about gambling and sports right here on 610 sports radio Listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. You're going to watch the. So you said you're probably not going to watch the Super Bowl. By the way, it's Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and on the Odyssey app. Who's actually playing in the Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl 2022. From the Chiefs? No, I'm in period, bro. I didn't pay any attention. I was hoping I didn't have. Oh, they had it on tonight. It was actually kind of cool. They they did like a dodgeball. And they, they had a couple other fun games. Kind of cool. I mean, you're not actually entertained by that, are you? I, I was actually, yeah. When they're playing, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool to see those guys. All right, I got the roster yeah. here. All right, check this out. Playing something a little different. Oh, since so it's a gambling show, it's a pick 'em. If you're curious, uh, if you want to take the east or the west, or the north or the south. Mac there. Jones looked awful, by the way. <laughs> they had like a couple games where he had to hit targets. 
Oh man, it was not. It was not good to see. Remember Lamar Jackson trying to do was, that? But that was entertaining. Russell Wilson looked on fire, though. I'll tell you that. Um, speaking of Russell Wilson, so okay. First of all, they have way too many players in this thing. Oh yeah, because they have to have like fifty alt- alternates. That's all. so. Rodgers, Brady, Murray, Cousins, and and Wilson. Brady should have played if he's going to retire. What the hell? You know, go out there and snap your knee. Uh, I didn't mean that like that, but um, uh-huh. Kirk Kirk Cousins ended up being a one of the quarterbacks. He looked bad as well on the way. NFC. The running backs awful. The running backs were Dalvin Cook, James Conner. James Conner had a Pro Bowl season at running back. Who knew? He pl- yeah, yeah. And uh, Alvin Edmonds Kamara. Now here's. Now here's where they finally get it right because it was pretty obvious. The wide receivers. This is a this is a crew right here. Check this out. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. I love Justin Jefferson. I also love Jefferson's wings. Shout out to Nick Price. Uh, Debo Samuel and Mike Evans. Quite a crew right there. Debo Samuel got a big year. He did. The tight ends were George Kittle and Kyle Pitts. And in the AFC, oh, on the defensive side, if you're curious, uh, Nick Bosa, Brian Burns, who are you? Cameron Jordan. Brian Burns? Yeah. What the hell does Brian Burns play for? I have no idea. I never heard of the guy. Anyway, so that's your uh, that's your NFC team. Um, yeah, I think that heading into next season, so I'm looking at the MVP odds right now. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Stefan Diggs did jump through a table. Yeah. Yeah, they did like a uh, like a trick sh- like a trick catch thing where like the quarterback threw a ball and they had to do like some tricks catching the ball and he jumped off of the top of a Ford F one fifty through a table while catching a ball. First of all, I've seen Blake Griffin. I'm telling you. I've seen Blake Griffin jump over a car, so jumping out of one doesn't but, impress me. But jumping from on top of one through a table, I mean, I'll give him that. Did he jump through the table because it was part of the drill or because that's what the Buffalo Bills fans do? Because that's it was an homage to Buffalo Bills fans. So which I thought was clever. But I do you think the Bills thought that was clever? What if that was what if that was Tyree Kill doing that? You'd be like, what? Why would you do that? Yeah, but that's not part of our shtick. That's part of the Bills. Sh- that's what they do, though. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure Bills Mafia was thrilled with it. I mean, they didn't want him to get hurt, obviously, but I'm here for it. That's a dumb tradition. I mean, look, who came up with the tradition of jumping through a table? You have to be an idiot, right? But I want to say, and and you might want to double check this, that they jump through a table and then they also like. Don't they score ketchup all over each other, the Bills fans? Why is that their thing? I don't, just, I don't know. Is it I all think condiments? That, I think, no, I don't think it's all condiments. I don't think it's ranch. I don't think it's like mayo. I don't think it's those type of things. I think that it's literally, I don't think you're going to get sriracha sauce or anything like that. Like if it was buffalo sauce, that would make sense. If it was like, because buffalo sauce is delicious on no matter what you put they it shower on. shower each other in ketchup and mustard. I told you. Oh, and mustard? That's right. What a bunch of weirdos. That's their tradition? Yo, y'all tradition. I mean, you got to do something to entertain yourself in that cold ass weather. I'll tell you that. Yeah, put on more layers. It's bad. Go it's get bad. some long underwear, you dummies. You get drunk enough, you start squirting how drunk, ketchup and mustard. How, all over how drunk would you have to be? To, <laughs> because jump the table. people that I've seen do it do it shirtless. How drunk would you have to be to go outside to let your nipples freeze, and then to let somebody that you probably don't know take ketchup and mustard, squirt all over you, and then you proceed to jump through a table? I mean, that doesn't sound time, like when, the smartest fan When's the last time you were like that drunk, that. dude? I haven't been. I can't remember. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I could ever be that One drunk. One time in Manhattan, I blacked out and passed out under a tree. And then I had to get woke up the next morning. And I literally was like, that's, that's a big oak tree above me. And then one time, I don't know if I should admit this, but uh, we were so drunk. We were so drunk in Denver 
that we scaled the fence at Coors Field. Have you ever been to Coors Field? I have not. It's like right there. So there's Lodo, there's there's downtown Denver, and then my buddy's apartment was literally right outside of Coors Field. And so it was on New Year's Eve, 10 years ago. And we scaled the fence at Coors Field. Security immediately yelled. I went right back over the fence. I was scared. Like, I was done. You know, like, I was over. I was over. I did it. I made it over. Probably a good choice. My buddy, Todd, claims to this day that he made it all the way to the pitcher's mound. Did he? I have no idea. Like he's. How do you not know? Did you not turn around? Because I didn't see. No, no, it's no. I booked it, dude. Literally, we thought that there was going to be no security. I don't know why we were so drunk. We were like, eh. I'm sure the place is empty, and there was two feet of snow on the ground, like there is outside here. And we jumped the fence. And you would think the fence to get into a major league baseball stadium would, you know. I don't know if it would like be a little more challenging. Yeah, be a little more challenging. I don't know if it would necessarily have like (laughs) (laughs) have barbed wire or like you know be dangerous because I'm sure plenty of idiots have tried it. You know, no like electric fence like Jurassic like Jurassic Park style. That's not necessary. But this thing was literally like, I mean, can they put like maybe they should use? It's probably seven feet tall. No, that's a bad idea because people will get hurt. You You shouldn't be jumping over the damn fence. Oh, it's not that big a deal. It wasn't that big of a deal. Until somebody gets hurt. Anyway. It's all fun and games. Anyway, I don't know how we uh, I don't know how we got Someone down that path. But yeah, Todd claims that he made it all the way to the pitcher's mound. I don't think that he did. Um back to the MVP odds. You for, just left him stranded. We're just gonna gloss over the fact that you just let you left your buddy to hang to, it's hang not to like, drive. Listen. What? Listen, when the security guard <laughs> you you bailed when it when when this when the stuff hit the fan, you bailed. All right. Now you're making me go down this path. I didn't want to want to talk gambling, but now you're making me talk. If you're if you're if you're with two people and you're doing something that you shouldn't, the best move to do is to split up. So I was doing him a favor. I don't know what oh, you're talking you, oh, about. You're doing him a favor, dude. I got you're a bad doing ace. Him a favor. Did I? I, I it was like you let you just hang him out. To I drive. was I was two years removed from ACL surgery. What did you want me to do? You want me to follow him? Because if I followed him, then we were both going to end up getting caught. So I was the good friend, and I went the opposite direction. And he claims to this day. That he got to the pitcher's mound, but why don't you blow it out your ass, man? <laughs> Fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, the MVP odds for next year, if Julio let me talk about them, are out. Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. I wonder if there's going to be. I, I say I wonder. I actually lean toward the fact that next year, not only because the defense is going to be different, but because the way this year ended, that there's going to be a similar hangover the way there was at the beginning of this season. Now, are the T's Chiefs? Are the Chiefs well-coached enough and talented enough to shake it off, much like they did this season, and end up hosting a championship game? Sure, absolutely. No matter what happens with Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark and some of these dudes on the offensive side and the defensive line, the draft, and the moves Brett Veach makes, they're going to be – they're still the favorites. I mean, as of today, they're still the favorites. I wouldn't be surprised if next year at the beginning of the season, because of the way that this year ended – I mean, hell, think about it. When you win the Super Bowl, it's pretty easy to come back – you know, all guns a-blazing, everybody on the same page, you're feeling pretty good about yourself coming off a parade the same way the Chiefs did. When you lose a Super Bowl, it's completely different. Like, your M.O., you feel like anything in life. You got all the way to the promised land, and then you couldn't eat. In the case of this year, man, not only did you not get to the Super Bowl, but in the fashion that you didn't get there, I'm not saying it's going to be the same 2-3 and three start, a 3-4, and four, whatever they were through seven games this year. 
But I do think next year it's going to be a bit of a struggle early on, which is why Patrick Mahomes is the favorite to win the MVP at about three and a half to one. You can get Josh Allen about six to one early on. We got plenty of time to talk about this crap. You get Joe Burrow at 10 to one. Looks a little bit tasty, doesn't it? Anyway, screw Joe Burrow. That's Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Thank you for listening all season long to Cook Your Bookie right here on 610 Sports Radio. Good night. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.